deals in money. We are constantly seeking deals in money as real estate investors. And I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals, or you can follow up with your investors. And you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Followup Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Sam Sells. Sam is joining us from San Antonio, Texas. He is the founder of Wild Mountain Capital, a real estate syndication firm. Sam's company has $66 million of assets under management. They have syndicated 21 deals in the last three years, including self-storage and mobile home parks. Sam, thank you for joining us. And how are you today? Thank you, Ash. Happy to be here. Glad to have you. Before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. So we just closed a good-sized deal for us with uh, institutional partners on a multifamily project in Dallas-Fort Worth. It was really interesting making that transition from syndicating to institutional investors in the fund transition to do. But a little bit about myself. I am retired Air Force, love the military, love veterans, love our country, but been spending better part of 20 years doing single family flips way back before it was quite such a fad as it is now. And we made it through the downturn and kept on going because our basis was really low. And we kind of brought that into the multifamily space, started this company with my dad three years ago. And we look at apartment complexes, other assets that we can essentially flip, create a lot of value and capitalize on that value and move forward. Sam, what was your real estate experience before three years ago? 2003, I started flipping single family homes with a friend of mine. And then since then, really did it everywhere I went, even when I was in Africa or Afghanistan or Asia, wherever I was at in the military, I usually had some project somewhere going on that I was either funding or supporting in some way or other. Take us through that evolution. So single family homes, how did you transition to multifamily? Single family homes is super hard to scale. 
and looking at getting out of the military soon. I knew that was coming. I knew that we really needed to find a way for my family to prosper in a way that would change our legacies for our kids and our grandkids and so on, as well as make a difference in the world. There's lots of different ways you can make a difference in the world. You can do that just by lifting where you stand, same way that 10 people would all lift together to lift a piano that you can't do by yourself. So you work with other people to lift something heavy and small, or you can create a team that goes out and changes the world through multifamily investing by taking rundown places or mismanaged or neglected in some fashion and turn those around and create value that people are willing to pay for. I spent a lot of time traveling around the world focused on health security. So what my master's degree is in is health administration policy and global health. And so I did a lot of global health and I came back and decided I can't do health security as a person by myself. I can go do that with a institution like USAID or one of the many NGOs or IGOs and national non-governmental organizations that do all these wonderful things. But my family was tired of me being gone all the time. And so decided to switch from health security to the housing security and focus on that. So affordable workforce, anything like that, we're focused in that game. Sam, you started this company three years ago with your dad. Tell me about that. <laughs> How is that a good idea? How is it working out? And what was your dad doing at the time? Like all really bad ideas, you think it's a really good idea in the beginning and we did the math and, and figured out that mobile home parks are much better than single family was and decided, let's just go at it, dad. And he had worked in construction for 30 years or so, big firms, but still they didn't have any kind of retirement plan because just kind of that, that's the construction world. So as he was getting up towards retirement, when I was a little kid, my parents used to say, Sam, you're my retirement. And if you're in the military, you can take care of your family but you're not making a lot of money. You have great benefits and you can travel and do a lot of other things, but you don't join the military to get rich or wealthy or even really well off. You just join the military to serve your country or to get education or whatever other reason you have. So I took the $30,000 I had saved up in a Roth IRA, emptied it. And my dad had about 80 grand. And, and between the two of us, we bought mobile home park, a small one. Then we turned around and we bought another mobile home park, a 42 unit, doing a master lease, which I think are probably pretty hard to do right now, the current climate. But we master leased a property and we had come up with $100,000 combined for that one, which meant that I used a credit card and refinanced the car that we had paid off and doing all the things that you're not supposed to do financially. And plenty of books out there saying that's a terrible idea, but that's what we did. And here we are, $66 million in assets that we own and operate. And we've done those with friends, partners, joint ventures. We've syndicated. We've done all kinds of things. And you have several other family members involved in this company as well, right? I do. I have a brother who I thought was a marriage attorney or something. He was an attorney in Houston for a long time. And as family members are, you know your family member, but you don't really know them sometimes. So we had a thing we needed to get done legally, and I sent it over to my brother. I was like, hey, can you help me with this? He's like, yeah, sure, I can help you, no problem. And I made the comment, like, I know this is outside of your expertise. And he said, what are you talking about, Sam? And I said, well, this is real estate. And he said, Sam, I'm a commercial real estate attorney. <laughs> 
It's like, oh, Corey, why didn't you say something? He's like, you never asked. Okay. So that was a natural fit. By the way, most people know what area of law their siblings practice. Maybe so. It's like, (laughs) if you have a a sibling who's a doctor, do you know what their specialty is? Maybe you're- Yeah, of course. But I didn't. I guess (laughs) that's what it was. And then we brought on my brother who he and I were in the same place in Florida together we were in special operations and he was doing human intelligence was his thing. And he, he really wanted to take over property management. And so he took over property management, which is great right up his alley, big, strong guy and loves that human aspect and the opportunity to really make a difference in people's lives in a very, very personal way. So talking to them, working through their issues with them and, and helping them. And that was the business side of the house. And my dad was a construction side of the house. So that was a natural fit. And then my other brother was an attorney. And it just, I mean, those like all the pieces you need to run a commercial real estate company. Sam, you mentioned earlier the switching from the syndication model to institutional investors. Can you dive into that? Absolutely. And we will still syndicate and we do. And we're happy to work with other syndicators who want to come join a, an operator who likes to operate us. There comes some time in your life cycle where you figure out what you're really good at. And we kind of figured out that we're good at operating. There's plenty of other things that we're not good at, but that's what we're really good at. Acquiring, getting things under market, and then closing those deals, even if they get super hairy, and operating it, really creating the value in a very, very short fashion. So we had started reaching out when we went into larger deals and started working in, in and engaging with family offices. You know, everyone likes to say that family offices, which by the way, are super slow to act. So that's great if you have a six month acquisition timeline. And if you can find deals where they're going to wait around for six months while you buy them, it's either got to be a development ground up kind of deal or most family offices we met, they want to sit and have tea and do all those wonderful things. Really get to know you. And they should, they need to preserve wealth. Institutions, however, will move a little bit quicker. You still probably need at least 90 days to get through a deal, and you probably don't want to engage them for the first time halfway through your deal. But we found that they are incredibly professional. They will do an extreme amount of due diligence on you personally and on your company, all through your financials, all through who you are and and so forth. They got to feel very, very comfortable. And then the margins are much thinner. So it's a syndication and you're looking at all these awesome fees that you can collect potentially and so forth. But institutions, they know those fees and they know what the market is and they really want to maximize return for everyone, yourself included. I mean, you also have to have money. You have to have 10% or 20% on the sponsor side from these sponsors to work with an institution. There are syndications you can do with very, very little cash, which is why we like them particularly at the beginning of your own personal cash. What are the benefits of having an institutional investor versus normal syndication investors? So definite pros and cons. Pros for institutional investors is it's one group, one phone call. And they may be working with a $150 million fund that they need to deploy that capital. So they're going to write a check for $5 million, $6 million, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, $100 million dollars depending on what kind of institution and what they're looking for. They have a target markets. They have target deal sizes. They have target deal types. 
So if it's a class C value add or a class B value add or class A value add or core plus, whatever that is, that's what they're targeting. So if you're a good fit for them, the pros are you can pick up the call, you know exactly what to expect. You know that on the other line, they're going to answer. You know what type of capital they need to deploy. You know what their timelines are. You have worked through the legal process, which you're going to need a, a very savvy attorney who can help you get through all that stuff. Fortunately for us, my brother, he used to spend 18 hours a day going through the litany of legal documents and so forth. But at the end of the day, it's ease and it solidifies a big portion of the deal, right? That your capital stack, your equity and how that's going to work. In addition, when you're going to the lender now, depending on the institution, they may or may not sign on the deal. So a con is that you have to have a balance sheet personally as a sponsor or as a group that you can take down that 20, 30, 40, $50 million deal. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. What's holding you back from getting into apartment building deals? Is it knowledge, fear, inability to take action, lack of support? If it's any of these things, then I suggest you consider Deal Maker Mentoring with Michael Blanc. Michael's program is the most effective program to help you syndicate your first apartment building deal. During Deal Maker Mentoring, you'll work directly with one of Michael's experienced mentors who have successfully replaced their income with apartment buildings. They've already done what you want to do, which is become financially free. So in addition to providing their own syndication experience, They've been trained in Michael's unique deal maker blueprint designed to help you do your first deal and become financially free just like them in the next one to three years. To find out more, text the word Joe to 66866. I know Michael's going to get you to where you'd like to be. Again, text the word Joe to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. So in terms of institutional investors, what are some of the cons? They don't sign on the loans at times. What's their due diligence process like? Is it way more rigid? So their due diligence process is super rigid or can be very rigid. They're really going to dig into your life. They're going to know about your kids. They're going to know about your cars. They're going to know all kinds of stuff. Our institutional partners had reached out and they had listened to the podcast I was on. And he brought up one of those stories and said, hey, Sam, I really like that story about you and your dad starting with the credit cards, your company. And I just thought, oh, man, and you still are working with us? And he, he laughed and said, yeah. It just shows you guys have grit and determination. You're going to make it work. And obviously you haven't folded. You're here. So you figured it out. So the cons are, yeah, they're going to go all through your life. And if you're not ready for that, then syndicate. I had no idea. So they do a comprehensive background check. 
comprehensive all the way in. And it's funny, I'd gone through a, a top secret clearance in the military. All these other clearances have done lots of different things. And it's just funny to hear the other person bring up stuff from your past. I've had that before, but it's been in very different settings. <laughs> military settings? Yeah. yeah, military yeah settings. Now, now you have an institution across the table from you asking similar questions, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Is it true that institutions want a package of deals or properties or will they partner or buy just one-off deals? So one of the pros, I guess you could look at it as a con, but to me, it's really a pro is that they're looking for a programmatic approach. So they're coming to you to say, hey, Sam, I want to partner with you over and over and over again because we know you, we like you, we trust you, we know what you deliver, and we know you're going to get after it, and we have no concerns. However, if you're not ready for that, or if you're, you don't have the momentum to carry through that level of work, that may probably something you don't want to do. Sam, in terms of negotiating with them, do they require higher returns than normal syndications, or are they okay with lower returns since they have so much capital to deploy? Returns are all about risk. So if they're a group that are focused in class C markets, then they're going to be looking at those 20, 18, 19, 20% IRRs. And really each institution is in a way that they're kind of like in single investors. If they're savvy investors, they're looking at different risk profiles and saying, okay, I can take a 25% IRR because this is a development deal. I know I'm not going to make any money for three years. But after that, I'm going to get paid a lot of cash and I'm happy to wait. And you got other investors who say, I want dollars day one and I don't care what the IRR is. I just want cash on cash return. So you're looking at deals in totally different aspects and then deals that made sense on one side don't make sense on the other side, right? That's why 10 different investors can walk into a deal. Nine of them can say, this thing doesn't pencil. And one of them said, this is is perfect. This is exactly what we're looking for which is fantastic. So institutions, they have their own personalities. Yeah. And when you interact with them, do you feel like you now work for them? Or do you feel beholden to them since they're the Goliath? Funny you mentioned that. When we first started working with an institutional partner, we had this conversation a lot internally. Like, oh my goodness, they're just going to grind us to a pulp or they're going to do this or that. And in the end, what we found out is that they're really good people to work with. They're very conversational. It's very easy to say, hey, this is what we're thinking. What do you guys think? And they say, well, on these deals, this is how it worked for us. Every deal is a little bit different. Every property has surprises after you close. If you've ever bought multifamily properties, you know, the surprise there somewhere in one of those doors, there's a surprise for you. And you may not find it for years, but you're, you're probably going to find it. And you just got to be able to roll with that. And so folks who have been doing this for a long time, they understand their surprises. But with the institutions, Lisa, we've been privileged to work with. It's been very comprehensive, but very partner-led approach. Sam, it seems like it's a lot of people's goals to work with institutional funds. What do you say to that person? And then what tips would you give them on how to get there? or how to position yourself so that you're in a favorable light when they look at your balance sheets, assets, et cetera? Yeah, great question. 
I think what I would say is come talk to us. We're happy to provide some coaching or, or mentorship on how to do that. I used to talk to my troops a lot about trajectory in the military. What trajectory are you on? Where are you going? 20 years is going to happen. 10 years is going to happen. Where do you want to be? And you may say, I don't know where I want to be. Well, great. Well, let's set a trajectory somewhere. At least you're going forward. For institutions, they are looking for certain things. And you do need to set yourself up in certain ways. For us, one of the big things that they really liked about us is that we were vertically integrated. We had property management within house and we had development within house, which allows us to have cost efficiencies and speed. Trying to say this without using military terms, but your speed to action, it's just really quick. If we want to make a change at a property, I can send a text message and I know that my brother's out there and he'll make the change right then. I don't have to file a change order. I don't have to go through all these processes. We can just change. Sam, the million dollar question on your next deal, would you prefer an institutional partner or a normal syndication investment partner? My next deal, one of each. Really? (laughs) Interesting. So you're not 100% one way or another. You just look at all the pros and cons. I look at all the pros and cons. Syndicators are guys who have grit, determination. They're out there. They're risking it all. Institutions have this huge backing behind them. And we are happy to work with institutions and provide that military grade level of integrity, action, speed to the fight, understanding that no plan survives contact, first contact with the enemy, right? It's just gone. But we understand that. We know how to flex and we know how to get after it. And myself, my brother, the other team members who are veterans, we worked in very agile, small units that were able to do really cool things. So you want the action with the boots on the ground. I love the action with the boots on the ground, right? And as a syndicator, though, look, I I started with 30 grand, a couple credit cards and a whole lot of hustle. So we always want to give back. We're happy to work with other syndicators who, look, they're not vertically integrated. They haven't done all these things, but they're really good at raising capital or cash. We've done this now, I think four deals. We syndicated with other people who were very new to this process and we helped them through that process. And there were some speed bumps in that process. Absolutely. But we're here. Awesome. And Sam, I got to ask you an off the wall question. Would you consider looking into retail, different asset classes, industrial, warehouse? Absolutely. So I built probably 12 medical facilities overseas, clinics. I led the team on a $64 million rehab, a 500 bed, largest wartime facility in the world. My dad has done a lot of industrial builds. I apprenticed as an industrial electrician. So there's some inherent capability in those spaces that we would love to do. And we've talked about it There are some nice gains. We've kicked around some deals to ourselves. And then it's just like, I don't know that I have a a partner who would want to raise cash for this industrial deal. We understand the location, the site. This is North Houston or this is wherever. Yeah, we would definitely entertain that. Awesome. Sam, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Find a partner and create as much value as you can. Sam, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? 
Absolutely, Ash. Give it to me. Sam, what's the best ever book you recently read? The Man, The Mission, and Me. I was, what was your big takeaway from that? It hit home because I'm a boots on the ground guy. Analysts who are sitting behind a computer desk looking in Excel love deals and hate deals. The guys who have boots on the ground love deals and hate deals, and usually they're completely different. <laughs> so you Sam, need the boots on the ground. Sam, what's the best ever way you like to give back? So to me, it's all about how we structure our lives and what trajectory we're on in our lives. So when we screen a deal, first criteria is, can we make a difference to the residents there? And second is, can we make money doing it? Because this is a capitalistic paradigm that we operate in. Sam, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? LinkedIn is a great way to reach out to me. Find me, Sam Sells, Wild Mountain Capital. Or send me an email, sam at wildmountaincapital.com. I'm very responsive most of the time, except when we're closing on a deal, working 18 hour days to get it across the line and he grew some hair on it. But if not, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Sam, I got to thank you for being on the show today and sharing your time with us. Your amazing journey, starting out with single family homes, buying a mobile home park on a credit card, and now (laughs) dealing with institutional capital. $66 million of assets under management. Incredible story. And thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you and your family for your service and your sacrifice. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. Best ever listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share the podcast with anyone you think can benefit from it. Please also follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day.